He didn't at the moment, though. He knew there was no point trying to impress me. In the lengthening silence, he eventually said, I suppose you're wondering why there's a skull on my desk? I was tempted to say, What skull? But I knew he'd never believe it. So instead, I said, It does rather stand out. A former enemy? I'm not sure. You might be right. I blinked. I thought I'd been joking. We have a problem, Nikolaos. Pericles picked up the skull and set it aside to reveal the case beneath, which he handed to me. This case came with the skull. I turned the scroll case this way and that to examine every part without opening the flap. It was made of leather that looked as if it had been nibbled by generations of mice. Clearly it was very old. The case was the sort that held more than one scroll. Five, I estimated from the size. Five cylindrical scrolls held side by side. The surface on the back of the case was much less damaged than the front, but dry and cracked. This leather hadn't been oiled in a long time. I said, the case has been lying on its back for many years, perhaps decades, probably in a dry place such as a cupboard. Pericles tapped his desk. The skull and the case were sent to Athens by a priestess from the temple at Brauron. Brauron is a fishing village on the east coast. The accompanying note from the priestess who sent it said that two girl children had discovered a complete skeleton in a cave, and that lying beside it was this case. For what macabre reason the priestess thought we'd want the skull, I can't imagine, but the contents of the case are of interest. Open the flap. Inside were four scrolls and one empty slot. I removed one of the scrolls and unrolled it a little. I was worried the parchment might be brittle and crack, but it rolled well enough, despite its age. This was high-quality papyrus, no doubt imported at great expense from Egypt. I read a few words, then a few more, unwinding as I did. The scroll was full of dates, places, people, notes of obvious sensitivity. I saw the names of men who I knew for a fact had died decades ago. Whatever this was, it dated from before the democracy. In fact, if what I read was genuine, these notes referred to the years when Athens was ruled by a tyrant, and the author... I looked up at Pericles, startled. He read my expression. I believe you're holding the private notes of Hippias, the last tyrant of Athens. Hippias had ruled many years before I was born. He was so hated that men still spoke about how awful he was, so hated that the people had rebelled against him. He ran to the Persians, who sent an army to reinstate him, so they could rule over Athens via the deposed tyrant. The Athenians and the Persians met upon the beach at Marathon, where we won a mighty victory to retain our freedom.
I held in my hands the private notes of the man who forced us to fight the Battle of Marathon. There was only one problem, and I voiced it. But all the stories say that Hippias died among the Persians, after they were defeated. We may be revising that theory. Then the skull is... Pericles held up the skull to face me. He waggled it like a puppet and said, Say hello to Hippias, the last tyrant of Athens. Are you sure about this, Pericles? I asked. We moved over to two dining couches Pericles kept in the room. He'd sent a slave for watered wine. Now we sat in the warm sunlight that streamed through the window overlooking the courtyard, sipped the wine, and discussed the strange case of a man who'd been dead for...